Welcome to Get the Feck Out, a podcast for wannabe expats. If you want to move to another country, we want to help you. I'm Tara Calliman, an American living in Ireland with my family, enjoying the crack. I'm Caroline Donahue, an American getting ready to move from Los Angeles to Berlin with too many pets. Join us for episodes with practical tips and advice born from our experience getting the feck out. Here's the show. All right, so here we are. Holla. Holla. Yeah, so today um, we were really practical in other things, but we realized that there was something that everybody needs to understand about what happens when you move over here. And as a time check, this is Caroline, and I am one month in to living in Berlin. And in case Caroline didn't mention it, this is the GTFO podcast. Welcome. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> We're jumping right in. That's why we have an intro at the yep. beginning, though. Yep. No, People she's know. she's uh, she's in it. Caroline in. is in it at the moment. She is one month into her time in Berlin. Correct. Ich bin How are you ein doing? Berliner. <laughs> she's. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they kind of adopted that, actually. It's very funny, because Kennedy made a mistake, you know, saying, ich bin ein Berliner, which is a jelly donut, of course. And But now they all say it, because they think it's cute. Of course. That's really sweet. Um, it's going really well, I would say. I mean, in general, we both bike around and say, oh, I love this city. And we feel 100% solid on where we are. And... A little over two years ago, actually almost exactly two years ago, we were here on our honeymoon and we went and visited our good friend Dennis, who lives in Hamburg about two hours from here by train. And Dennis has a beautiful apartment in Hamburg. And you look out his window and see this beautiful giant tree with yellow leaves out the window. And I remember the time I took a picture of Barry, which I will happily post in the show notes, looking out the window there at this tree. And I was like, that is what I want. And we rented our apartment sight unseen. We saw like a little video of it. And we got here and we have a view of what they call a hof, which is a courtyard inside the building. The building is, they're fairly narrow front to back. And then you have a courtyard in the center. And we have that tree out the window. It's crazy. <laughs> it feels very magical. I would say, does it still feel like it? Does it feel like a dream? It does have some dreamy, dreamy elements for yeah. sure. Like you're waking up and you're like, oh, I'm not here on holiday. We're, I'm not dreaming about my honeymoon. Like we're, we're here. We live here now. I think the thing that really has made it clear to us that we live here rather than we're here on holiday uh, is how many times we have to go to the mall. Like never in my life have I ever gone to a mall on vacation. Never. And never did I think that upon moving to Berlin, I would need to go to the mall, that that would be such a big part of my time here in some ways. It feels well, like such a 1980s American activity. Yeah, totally. But they love malls. And I'm, I'm just speaking like general blanket statement for Europeans because the Irish love malls. And I think there's just that like really appealing notion of going one into one building that has all of these different things. They love it. Maybe also because it's colder here. I don't even know. But what I do know is that we had to, within a relatively short period of time, you have to do within two weeks of arrival, if you're planning to stay for any amount of time in Germany, you have to get what's called an Anmeldung, which is 
essentially you have to go to, for Americans listening, the equivalent of the DMV and present yourself as the resident of the apartment you're living in. And then if you're married, you give them, you show them your marriage certificate and then you fill out this form that's basically like, yes, we're here, we live in this apartment and you have a letter from your landlord that says, yes, they have rented this apartment. And then it's for their census basically. So they know who everybody is and where they are. And so we had to go and do that. And we did it all in German. And so once you have that, then you can get a bank account, then you can get a cell phone, but you cannot do anything really until you have the Unmeldung. So we got that done, which was very entertaining. They kind of looked at us like kind of slightly charming country bumpkins who <laughs> like, oh, look at this marriage license where they write month, day, then year. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, it's just things like that where they're like, what is this? Um, but they're super nice about it. They're like, oh, but welcome. Like, oh, born in the USA. They really love the, the Springsteen references. Yes. Um, but the cell phone place is in the mall and the bank branch is in the mall. And it's only one stop away on our um, train. So we just keep going to the mall. So that's what's been happening a lot. And and I do believe that there you have a, another special trip planned, right? We do. Yeah, it's very significant. Um, I feel like we should talk about your trip because we haven't gone yet. We're going tomorrow, but I think you should talk about yours because I know you went the day that you landed. Yes, yeah, so we're talking about Ikea, everyone's favorite. <laughs> home away from home, Ikea. Um, I feel like you should. Oh. we should listen to the, you know, the Jonathan Colton song about Ikea. Mm. We should no, maybe link no, to that. No, but it sounds fantastic. It's amazing. They actually yeah. hired him. It kind of makes fun of Ikea a little bit. But then we saw him play. And he said that Ikea hired him to play at like the opening of one of their stores in Brooklyn or something. And he was like, are you sure? Did you hear what I said? I was like, home of people and divorce men. Like it's a whole. But they were like, we don't care. We like it. And they totally. He's like, they pay me a lot of money. So I went and sang the song. We'll link to it. It's very yeah. charming. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I can. Um, yeah, so I have this theory that no matter where you are in the world, if you're in IKEA, you feel like you're at home. <laughs> it's true. And people really, just like they love their malls, people love IKEA. Like our, yeah. a friend of ours who's German is like, I really love that IKEA catalog. Okay. And I'm like, I kind of know what you mean. Like, oh, I'm with so you good. on the IKEA catalog. So good. So we, um, like you, we rented Sight Unseen, our apartment. So we landed in the morning in Dublin, drove to our apartment to make sure that it was actually a thing that existed. That's a went good start. In, yep, yep. Went inside, brought our suitcases, and we were like, oh, the, we don't have sheets for the bed or towels. See, that's crazy. We knew that we would have that. They told us, like, yes, you get sheets and towels. Yeah. I can't believe they rented to you without sheets and towels. That's nuts. Well, anyway. Um, but what are you going to do? Right, right. So, and the thing is, like, we had a car. We had, we rented a car, and that's the other thing is we Which knew is we weren't going to have a car. Yeah, and IKEA here in Dublin is way on the north side of town. You have to have a car to get there. You can't get to it by public transport. So, we were like, well, looks like we're going to IKEA. So we're super jet lagged. My husband is driving on the wrong side of the road with a stick shift, which is on the wrong side. Um, At least the stick shift is in the same place. The stick shift is in the same place, but you're on the other side of it. Exactly. At least the clutch and the accelerator are in the same place. And first gear is in the same direction. Yeah. But you're doing it with the other hand, which is real rough. 
so there's that issue. There's the jet lag, and then there's the sea. Like we basically had like a five hour window that we knew IKEA was going to be open, and we have to get there. And and you have a child. I think it's important to mention that also. Yeah, he was such a good sport. Um, so it's like there were things that I knew that we needed when we were in IKEA. So I, I'm very like, here's what we need at IKEA. We need to get to get these things, and let's not get distracted by other mm, things. Get out. And Adam is the no bouncing opposite. on the little sofa. You, no, no, no. no Adam hanging wants to, out in the faux living room. No, None Adam wants to like lollygag through the kitchen supply area. Where oh, we he's know just how like, he is with yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, oh look, oh, and he gets like really excited about all the different accoutrement. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god, we seriously like our window is closing. We have to. And the other thing is, all of Dublin comes to IKEA on Sunday afternoons. Apparently, so there's families. oh, it's open on Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh my god, nothing is open on Sunday in Germany. Nothing. Yeah. Except yeah. for like the Spätis, which are like the convenience stores. Yeah. You well, like he is nada. Like one of the only things open. Um, so that's why everyone's there. And then oh, there's like man. all these pregnant women because pregnant women love Ikea. Yeah, so it makes like, them feel safe. They're nesting. Yeah, so there's huge families, huge bellies. Like I'm like, I cannot believe we're in Ikea. But at the same time, it's very comforting it's like oh i know like this is a space that i know i know these dishes over here and i know these things and like oh it's ikea it just doesn't like it doesn't matter where you are in the world and so it was very it was very calming for me which is what i needed after all of this and then we get to the cash register and i realized that um i hadn't notified my credit card company that i was oh my god in Ireland. So there was, a, there was a quick frantic phone call. Everything was okay. But, oh, Ikea, man. And and now they deliver. They didn't deliver for like the first year we lived here. And so... <laughs> Thank God they deliver because we don't have a car. So we're... And we can go by public transport, which is But you're is not going to like good. bring your sofa home on the train. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. Yeah, no. The nice thing about Germany and Ikea is that they only charge something crazy like 20 euro to deliver up to a certain price amount, not even weight or size. <clears throat> yeah. Like you spend up to X number of euros, then we'll deliver it for 20 euro. Yeah. It's very you're, Yeah, you guys are going to have a good time, I think. Yeah, it's good. I just, I need a desk. I have no desk here. I mean, we are largely furnished here, ironically, with IKEA, of course, but um, with a few other little touches in our new place. But um, we have this bed. It's a crazy bed that actually is an IKEA bed, but it is larger than a king size bed in the US. It is the largest bed. We got in it. We're like, this bed is crazy large. It's so large, there's no fitted sheet for it. You have to get like a big flat sheet and fold it over the sides (laughs) and under of this pad that's on top of it. It's extremely comfortable. I might even buy it again once we get our own place. So comfy. Yeah, we just don't, we don't have any bookcase at all. And we don't have a desk for me to work on. And it's starting to make me nuts because I was working, we have this nice balcony with a little table and chairs. And so I was working out there, but now it's getting cold. So you got to get in there. And why do you need a bookcase? Do you have any books? Well, it's not we we need the the cubit, you know, the one with the oh. with the cubbies. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah, yeah. we bought this cat bed that's felt and it fits exactly in the cubby and it's got a little shape of a cat head and it's a box and the cat can sleep in it, which is great. And we have we have like projects that we do, you know, and when you're living in we've gone from eighteen hundred square feet to four hundred square feet. Um and so 
I'm podcasting and, but I'm not, I don't have a place where it can be set up all the time. So I have to take everything apart and put it away. And Barry is working on stuff and he's got like a big tablet that he's working on and he's got pens and he's got drawing supplies and all this stuff. So we just want to get this thing that's like the cubby thing and be like kindergarten and have little bins and put our little Mm -hmm. projects in there and we can take them out and work on them and then put them away. Yep. That's nice. Have fun. Have Thank fun you. at Ikea tomorrow. <laughs> yes, that's true. So you, if you move abroad, you will definitely go to Ikea at some yep. point. Yep. You will also have to go to the mall. Now, if you have to open a bank account, I am very interested in talking to you about this because mm-hmm. we, people, uh, shockingly, we don't talk about our experience of opening bank accounts as like a social thing. Yep. But if you open a bank account in Germany and you have never lived in Europe, what you should know that's very odd if you're American is that you will not be asked to put money into that account right away. They will sit with you for over an hour at Deutsche Bank. I can speak to Deutsche Bank, but not other places. They will make you lattes. They will give you nice bottles of mineral water. They will explain everything to you. You'll, you'll know them so well by the end of it. You'll want to hug them, fill out all the forms with you. And then you say, okay, how do I put some money in there? And they'll say, langsam, which means slowly. No, no, no. We just spent two hours with you. We will take zero of your dollars, which will seem extremely charming to you in that moment. You're like, wow, you won't even say hello in the U.S. for under 25 to $50 ever. <laughs> and then they will say, you will get a letter with your information and it'll be fine. And you'll wait two weeks and this letter will not come. And then you will go back and meet them. And they will say, oh, you need to sign one other part of this form. And then now we will send the letter. And we're like, okay, but can we put money in here? And they're like, no, 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 not yet. It's now been two weeks. And then you will wait for the letter and then you will find out that it's a German holiday halfway through that week and there's going to be no mail. So then there's none of that. But then you finally get the letter and then there will be 19 layers of verification you have to do (laughs) in order to even like acknowledge that it's your bank account before you can wire any money into the thing. I don't know if this has happened to you, but do you know what? Do you have photo tan in Ireland? Do you know about this? I don't know. No. Okay. So, okay. There's a pin for everything with German banks. I have never, we had lunch with friends today who are from the US and they were like, I have never seen so many layers of security between me and my own money. (laughs) And it's like, there's a pin that you use for the website, which is different than the one that you use for your ATM card. I do. I have that. Also different than the one that you use if you talk to them on the phone. Oh. So you've got three pins and then there's an app called Phototan, which is a color coded um, what are those called? Those QI co- QR oh, codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a color. It's not just black and white. It's got like four color code, and you have to get an app just for this purpose and take a picture of the one they've sent you in the mail, and then they will acknowledge you as the owner of the account. But you have to have already signed in with your online pin before you even download the app, at which point you're allowed to take a picture. It was so stressful. I watched my husband do it. I was like, I can't do this today. I've got to do it tomorrow. I can't. Just watching you. I need a minute. And then I'm hoping to pull all of this off so that we can wire money into our bank account so that we don't have to do a wire transfer from the U.S. to pay our rent, which is what we've been doing. Yep. Oh, sister. I hear you. <laughs> well, like it wasn't quite that difficult getting a bank account, but there was like we had to have an address and proof that we were living there. And um, some, I think we had to have some, I think I had to have something from my employer. And, but yeah, but like once it was set up, it was fine. Yep. Um, it's just the initial setup yeah. is, is very 
strange. And things that you need to know about Europe, I'm thinking this is true in Ireland as well, but in the US, when you get a cell phone, you know there's a SIM card in it somewhere. You don't even really know where it is. And you just turn on your phone and you never think about it again. Not so in Europe. You put oh, a no. SIM card in your phone. There is a pin for it. And whenever you restart your phone, whenever you look the other way, whenever you think about anything, you're going to have to enter that pin. So if you're a dum-dum like we are, and you go to Vodafone and you get your pin and you put it in there and then you're like, whatever, I'm not going to need this. And you throw away the papers with the pin on it. And then your phone locks. You're going to have to keep going back to the mall for them to reset the pin, <laughs> which is super fun. So don't throw it away. Keep the piece of paper with the pin on it for your cell phone. Just, <laughs> just listen to me for that one. Oh, yeah. You're having a much harder time. I just went to the mall and got my cell phone. I was like, good to pop the SIM card in. There you go. Do you not have pins in Ireland? No. Oh, my God. They're <laughs> so into security here. So there's a pin for your SIM card. And if you – Barry's phone was, like, acting weird. So he – turned it off, turned it back on, and then like took the SIM out, took it back in. And you have three chances to put in your pin. And if you get it wrong on the third time, you have to get a new SIM and a new phone number. And they're like, too bad for you. And this just happens to people. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? I gave everybody this number. They're like, oh, well, it's not your number anymore. So we knew this. So we did not hit the pin several times. And you can go in and you can like tell them all this stuff about you and then they'll reset the pin for you. But I had already done this. I had already asked them to reset my pin on like a Monday. And then on Thursday, it, <laughs> like they, the iOS updated and then it wanted my pin again. And I put in the one I had told the guy I wanted and it was like, nope, sorry, not correct. And I was like, I don't have time to do this today, dude. I just did this two days ago. I told him what pin I wanted. <laughs> so I was like so overwrought by this because I'm teaching, I'm in a training course now where I'm teaching English. And so on Thursdays, I teach and I get, for whatever reason, like I've given public speaking, I do this podcast all the time. Like I don't have a difficulty talking to people, but if I'm teaching people who don't speak English, how to speak English and simultaneously, all of the other students in my training program are sitting in the back row taking notes on how I'm doing. And my teacher is simultaneously like typing furiously in the back corner about what I could do better. It turns out that kind of stresses me out in advance. Um, <laughs> So I just didn't feel like going back to the mall and getting the pin reset. I was like, I got to teach. I don't need a phone. Who cares? I'm not just not going to call anybody because it would work on, it was working on Wi-Fi. Like I could use Wi-Fi and like yeah. use WhatsApp and yeah. text people. I just couldn't call. I was like, I don't call anyone in Germany anyway. Who cares? And um, so Barry had to go and get the pin reset because I couldn't <laughs> handle it. It was too much. <laughs> you know, this, this actually makes sense that you're having these sort of things. Cause like if you think about the personality of Germany. Oh, yeah. Totally. Versus the personality of Ireland. Like, yeah, exactly. So different. <laughs> yeah. Of course, there's like a lot of control issues. <laughs> well, there's control issues, but there are also things where they – weirdly totally give up control in ways that don't make sense to me. Like um, apartments do not have numbers here. So our mm -hmm. address is the street address that we live on. And we have the thing that is really crucial is you have to be able to tell people what your doorbell says. That is the most important thing. Is that a number or what is it? No, it's a name. And if you are, say, in a temporary flat like we are, 
they're not going to change the bell for us. So we have to put care of the name that is on the bell. We actually had a package from FedEx from the US. They tried to deliver it to our house. We didn't know what the bell was going to say because we didn't think it was going to come that fast, the FedEx, and they just sent it back to the US. They were like, nope, can't deliver it. Too bad for you. Um, it's like crucial to have the bell on there. And then there's no apartment numbers within the buildings. Ours is literally the floor number that we live on, followed by mitig, which means in the middle. <laughs> so, if, so when I come visit you, that's like, that's the address. I need to just look for some door. No, in I the need middle. to tell you what the bell is. You need to know what the bell is that you ring. But and then, then when I come up, get in. oh, and then you'll, you, well, I mean, we'll come down, man. I mean, <laughs> Nice <laughs> but the thing, the way the apartment is laid it's out, crazy. each floor has three flats. There's one on the left, there's one oh, okay. on the right, so and there's the, the one in the middle. middle. Well, We're the one sense. in the middle. That but it's sense. like, if you order a package, let's say, and it arrives while you're not at home, what they do in Germany is they either, A, won't deliver it if you're not there, or B, they'll just give it to some random neighbor in your building. They just start ringing the doorbell, and whoever's home, they get it, and they just give you a note and say, we gave it to this other random stranger in your house and or they will just give it to like the corner store and tell you that that's where it is seems reasonable it's fine it's just you know like if you're used to being somebody who has like amazon prime they like leave stuff at your door they do not do that here no they don't they're not going to do that so you're so it's not really as cool to like order your kitty litter from say amazon and then it's at the spatey down at the corner like you know you have to go and pick it up from like the 7-eleven basically so all of this is like really, it's just like managing stuff and logistics. Yep. And when the package went back to the US, we, it didn't even occur to us that we would have to put the doorbell on our address. Mm. Like these are things where you're like, I this is not something I have ever had to do and nor that I knew that was an option. So, sorry, speaking of stuff and logistics, I think yeah. maybe we should wrap up with you talking about how well it's been going uh, shipping your stuff. Over I know, to Berlin. smug minimalist. Um, <laughs> so basically, <laughs> I mean, we did in our defense, we did get rid of like 80% of our stuff. Right. We got rid of almost all of our stuff. We have zero storage in the US, which I'm very proud of, mm-hmm. other than our dear friend Rich. Thank you, Rich, who um, his house has three like garage units underneath him. Mm-hmm. And so he let us use like part of his one of his garages which is mostly taken up with my grandma's paintings and all of Barry's comics. But um, but we didn't get a storage unit. So our decision at that point was, okay, if we want to keep stuff and we're not going to store it and we only have so much space in our suitcases, we paid to take an extra suitcase each because um, you were only allowed to check one. We each checked two. And then that wasn't really that much space. I know you all did it, but we did not do that. And so we were like, okay, the other thing was we priced out what it would cost to ship stuff on a ship. We were not going to pay for air freight because that's exorbitant if you're not being like relocated by, you know, a corporation and you're going to be as SVP or something and they're going to pay for this, you know, diamond package or whatever. But so we said, okay, we'll, we'll ship with a ship. Because that's much cheaper. And in particular, because Barry has really nice bicycles. And the cost of shipping was like less than the cost of one of his bicycles to ship 100 cubic feet, which is if you visualize five feet by five feet by four feet tall, that's how much we shipped. And it was largely taken up by three bicycle boxes. So my bike 
and he has a mountain bike and he has a road bike basically. So we shipped all of those and then we shipped winter clothes and we shipped a couple of rugs. One was my grandmother's so that we thought that would make us feel at home. And, um, and those are expensive to replace. So we were like, what are things that are going to have a lot of bang for their buck? And we shipped our wedding dishes because they're very durable. Um, However, this stuff was picked up the end of July. And it is, as we are recording this, October 7th, roundabout. So they had quoted us an estimated shipping time door-to-door of 55 days, which would have put us in mid-September. We arrived the beginning of September. So we thought, okay, great. We're going to be without our stuff for like a week or 10 days. It's fine. It's mostly winter clothes. It'll still be kind of warm then. We're fine. So now that we're into October... They have told us, you know, there have been delays, there have been port delays or whatever, that they said, okay, well, then it has to clear customs. So we had to fill out all of this crazy paperwork, really specifying, translating it into German, all of this stuff. Like, And then also for duty, we had to clarify how long we had been living in the U.S. because you pay less duty if you've lived outside of the EU for a year because then you're not considered, you're considered a new resident. You're not like an ongoing resident who might be like importing stuff, you know, Mm. for a business purpose. So we had to fill all of that out, all that paperwork. And they said, okay, well, once it clears customs, which takes like five or so days or more, then it's going to take us like four weeks to find a truck to bring it to you. So we're looking at it potentially another five weeks. Meanwhile, the temperature is dropping. Like I've gone running in the morning and it is six Fahrenheit. I'm sorry, six um, Celsius which is about 40 or low 40s Fahrenheit. I love running in that temperature. It's great. But I would really like to have my jacket, (laughs) for example. (laughs) And I would like to have more than one tissue paper thin scarf. And so we're having this difficulty where we have bought some stuff um, because there was some stuff we didn't have. Like we just don't own heavyweight wool sweaters at all because we've been in Los Angeles for over 10 years each. Barry had been there almost 20 years. but it's, it's just a, a situation where I'm like, I have a bunch of wool scarves on this boat, so I'm not going to go out and buy more, but I would really like to have them yesterday. Yes. So I think that um, there isn't really a way around it. I mean, the only other way around it would have been to not bring it at all, and it would have cost a fortune to replace what we had in there. So I think we would still do it, but I think you just need to know that when they give you an estimate, it's probably the most optimistic estimate they can give and it will go wrong. I was going to say, you just have to know that in su- in a move of this size, like there's going to be things that happen and like that's just part of the process. And so you roll with it and you do what you have to do and you it becomes part of the story. Yeah. I mean, I think that the thing that it has done is that when we first shipped it, I thought, oh, my God, this apartment is so tiny. It's going to be super annoying to have all this stuff. Ugh. And now I'm like, I want it. Please send it. Like, I've, I've gotten past not wanting it here. The other thing that was a really nice surprise when we got here um, was that we have the apartment. And the apartment is well organized. But we did not know that we have a keller, which is like when you come in the flat, you we have like a basement locked storage unit mm. in the basement it's not huge but it, it's enough to make a huge difference we were worried we'd have to have all these bikes in our apartment and like haul mm-hmm. them up five flights of stairs but no there's a space where we can keep it and we can keep some of it we have our suitcases down there and we'll be able to fit some of our stored stuff so that's a huge help so i think as soon as we saw that i was less resentful of like having all this stuff in here for six months plus now it'll be like a lot less time when all this stuff is here um because but if it gets here like end of October, then that's only four months that we have it here. Yeah, 
Yeah. So anyway, just know if you ship yeah. stuff, there will be a delay. Yep. Now, my cousin, who we may have on the show, who was relocated by a corporation that she worked for, her stuff was two weeks late, by contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a different experience. But it was still late, basically. I mean, even though it was like white glove service by her company, even then, and that was more about a delivery date in the city she moved to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never perfectly on time. Yeah. I mean, we didn't think it would be perfectly on time. We thought it might be two weeks late, not like twice as long as they said, which is basically what might happen. Yeah, basically. So yeah, that's wh- my rant. Whatever you decide to do with your stuff, it's going to be a headache, and it's going to be something that you have to, yeah, just sort of deal deal with what it gets out of your hands. Like you can't do anything about the boat. <laughs> No, there's nothing we can do. And I I think what we're hoping they can do is kind of speed up the sending it to us on a truck process. Like, could you maybe kick that into high gear because we've been waiting so long? Yeah, take the Autobahn, okay? Yeah, like, just come on. It's not like we, I mean, we live in, we live in fucking Berlin. You know, it's not like we live in the middle of nowhere. It's a capital city of the country. It's not like. Wait, can we just go back? Uh, You live in Berlin. Yes. Yes, I do. That's pretty fucking awesome. It's pretty great. It's pretty good. It's great. Uh, um, yeah, it is great. There's yeah. a lot. There's so much about I mean, we're so happy every day. We're like, yes, this was the right decision. We have not. And people are like, are you homesick? I'm like, mm, not really. I mean, I miss people, but I just want them to come over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, come visit. It's great. I'm, I would love to see all of them, but I want to see them here. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. So I think maybe that's all we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah, we wanted to make sure you all knew yeah. that you're going to have to go to the mall uh-huh. and that you're going to that you're going to go to IKEA and that that's okay yeah. and that you'll probably really enjoy it. Yeah. This is sort of an episode about stuff. How do you get more stuff? How do you bring <laughs> some stuff with you? How do you not bring some stuff with you? How do you um yeah. How do you think get your mind around your stuff? I mean, I knew intellectually quite clearly that I would want that I would not care about the stuff once I left, but it was still hard to get rid of it. Yep. It was still, I mean, there were things that were practical. There were things that were like, somebody could use this. It was hard. Um, but it's true. I got here and I was like, I don't give a shit about that stuff. The stuff that I decided was important and that is on the boat, things like our sweaters, you know, and, um, and my, warmer coat like a down coat like I feel very strongly about that but just other random junk no I don't care about it at all I'm totally fine but yeah I think that's that's a good uh a good part of the whole experience is figuring out what stuff do you really care about what stuff do you not care about what stuff are you willing to bring with you whether that's on the boat or you know a, a suitcase full of legos if that's what your stuff is like I think it's really like sort of a good exercise in stuff maintenance and management. (laughs) And it seems to be the thing that holds people back a lot when they hear about the move. So I think if you're considering this, start, the thing that we did first was we walked through the house and really thought about what would I really be devastated to get rid of or to let go of in order to move to Europe. And as soon as we had that frame around it, we realized there wasn't that much that we'd be yeah. devastated to lose. We were like, oh, don't need it. Don't need it. Don't need it. It's fine, but whatever. Like it's, it makes it very clear. I mean, yeah. that first layer of stuff is pretty easy to get rid of. Then you get into layers that are harder, but yeah. there are some ways to mitigate that, which 
I think we'll talk about in a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. Just know that stuff is stuff and like don't worry there'll be a mall wherever you're moving and you'll oh, be able uh, yes there will and you'll you will go more than you ever dreamed <laughs> you'll be able to buy more stuff it's okay <laughs> yeah and you'll it'll probably you'll probably like it better and it'll be better suited to where you are yeah <laughs> thank you for listening and for sharing all about your one month experience caroline thank you yes all right we'll talk to you guys soon bye Thank you for listening to GTFO Pod. For show notes, links, and other fun things, head to gtfopod.com. You can stay in touch with us on social media with the hashtag GTFO Pod. See you next time.